The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. I heard a lady said the other night, child, my husband didn't give me but a hundred fifty dollars this week. Another lady said, huh, that was my husband. Didn't give me but a hundred fifty dollars. I'd have thrown her back at him and got a divorce. But the woman was saying that she don't have no main money or no husband. She just wants you to leave so she can move in and get what you got. Look in your friend's face and tell her what I told my Craig, you ever heard of Bobby Rush? I've heard the name. Uh, keep playing that me. That was good. I like that. I want no, to hear the story. Let's hear some more. <laughs> some folks say my woman love me. Some folks say she don't. It don't make no difference as long as I'm getting what I want. He's going to be 90 in September. Wow. He won a Grammy. He's won 12 Blues Music Awards. Let's hear a little bit more, shall we? You know, he's in the Blues Hall of Fame. I've heard. Do you know that he was uh, the first blues artist to perform in China? I did not know that. I can't get enough of this song. Somebody had the nerd that said, Bobby Rush, you got four kids, but one of them don't look like you. I'm going to tell you about that. Can I tell you about it? And this is his song, I Ain't Studdin' You, which also is the name of his 2021 memoir, I Ain't Studdin' You, My American Blues Story. Sounds good. The only problem is he's so busy writing and singing and recording, he can't answer his phone. No, that happens. <laughs> I ain't worried about He's it. He's probably writing a great song right now. Yeah, we're tracking him down. Uh, welcome back, Dave Congleton, Craig Hill. We're just um, we're doing what you do on live radio. Uh, we were trying to contact Mr. Rush at his home in Jackson, Mississippi. By the way, he has had a street in Jackson, Mississippi named in his honor. And we're trying to track him down because uh, last week we had Bill Ferris on the show, the historian who put together this compilation, which led to the show, Voices of Mississippi, which is featuring Bobby Rush and a lot of other talented musicians and storytellers. And Voices of Mississippi is going to be at Cal Poly a week from tomorrow, February 1st, Wednesday at 7.30. You can go online and get your tickets at calpolyarts.org. Recalling the interview with Bill Ferris, it seemed to be uh, a tribute to the music and the literature of Mississippi, also an acknowledgement of the turbulent racial times of the 1960s, 1950s. Uh, something different. I salute Cal Poly for bringing that kind of show to campus. Uh, this show has played all over the country. It's been at Lincoln Center. It's uh, been throughout the South. It's been throughout the Midwest. And now it's in California. But we sadly can't get Mr. Rush to answer his phone. About time we get this show. <laughs> yeah. So you going to go? You got tickets? Uh, well, you know, I was thinking of going. There's just a lot going on out there. Um, 
I know we're going to give away a pair of free tickets between now and 4 o'clock. I'd, I'd hang out. I promise that when we give away the tickets, if you call in, we will answer the phone. And you, know, you never know. You this is it. this is what you need to remind me as, and I don't I don't fault anybody here. But uh, the, the longstanding policy is the guest calls us; they ask me to call him. And so when I was trying to call him, all I get is uh, answering machine, and you can't leave a message. So yeah. this is on me. It's like, hey, you call us. Yeah, there you go. We're big time. Well, we're not big time. It just makes it that way. We don't have these kind of problems because now there are people who are legitimate blues fans who want to hear Bobby Rush. He really is a big deal. And I feel bad that I'm not able to deliver him for you. So let's uh, do this. Let's take a short break and we'll either return with Bobby Rush or we'll return with Craig. Either way, we'll be back. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. Can you see the video that I'm playing? No, but it sounds like uh, Jimi Hendrix meets B.B. King. Yeah, but I'm just looking at his face and trying to think who he looks like. That's Ain't She Fine. That's Bobby Rush. I like that one. You like that? Yeah. Now, do you like this part? Guy's energetic. I give him that. And this guy's going to be 90 in September. Hmm. He's older than Ringo Starr. That's not possible. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Well, should we give away the tickets? You want to do it? Can't stall anymore. I mean, we're trying here. Uh, Again, I apologize. Uh, We were trying to give you an interview with a, a blues singer, blues legend. I mean, this guy's really impressive. Uh, Bobby Rush, Voices of Mississippi. What was the best blues show you've ever been to? I don't think I've ever been to a blues show. Really? Well, I take that back. Um, I did go to a blues show at the, uh, we had the Blues Society. I don't know if they're still around here in San Luis. And they used to have uh, blues shows at the um, Vets Hall. And I was there one night. I can't tell you why. I might. It might have been to see... Um, Valerie Johnson and Albie Blue, mm. who I'm trying to get back on the show. Who I used to play with. Val, uh, Valor, that is. I didn't play with their husband. Yeah. Well, but I, I saw Buddy Guy over at the, the coach house in uh, down in SoCal. It was a great show. I was so proud of myself. And I'm pretty sure yeah. this is, this is going to be better than that. All right, let's get a white pair of free tickets. We have to move on. Uh, Bobby Rush is just, he's just one of the voices of Mississippi. Uh, again, I refer back to last week, the wonderful conversation we had with Mr. Ferris, the historian. He has spent many years, Bill Ferris, putting together this show 
uh, there's a combination of the music of Mississippi and as uh, Bill argued last week or explained that Elvis Presley was influenced by the music of Mississippi, all the, the Everly brothers, all the great artists of our generation owe something to the state of Mississippi. And this show uh, uh, intends to uh, encapsulate that. So you're going to get a lot of music. You're going to hear some great stories. And you're also going to get a little bit of history, uh, modern history of the South. Uh, and this is going to be on Wednesday, February 1st at 730. How would you like a pair of free tickets right here, right now? Craig, let's find the fourth caller, 805 805- Five four three eight eight three zero eight zero five five four three double eight three zero. We're looking for caller number four, and we will send you to Cal Poly at the Performing Arts Center a week from tomorrow night at seven thirty for Voices of Mississippi. This this is going to be a good show. This is going to be something different. You're going to get a little bit of everything, and you're going to be reminded about what a special place the South truly is. All right. Looks like we got a winner. All right, Craig. What do we have? We are going to go with Beverly on KBC. Hey, Beverly. Thank you. What what could be better but good music and history? I love it. How do we sell you on this? What makes you want to go celebrate Mississippi? Yes, uh, we love uh, all over the states, and uh, this sounds uh, right, uh, something that we would very much enjoy. Thank you very much. Sure. So tomorrow, a uh, week from tomorrow, 7.30 works for you? Perfect. All right, Beverly, hang on. Craig will take your information. All right. So what do we got tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow, you only dare away. Oh, tomorrow, speaking of music, our friends from the symphony are going to be here. They have a big concert coming up in February. They also... Um, are having a special uh, a fundraising event. We'll tell you about both. We're going to meet a woman named Sabrina Tipton, who has a tough job. She works for the Small Business Association, and she is the local contact people person. For those of you whose businesses may have been affected by the recent floods, uh, she can help you. And she is going to explain tomorrow how she can help you. Bill Ostrander is also going to be causing trouble, because that's what Bill does. Our good buddy, Mark Wilson. When's the last time you talked to Mark Wilson? Uh, maybe about a month ago. Uh, Mark Wilson is going to be here on Friday. Ask what we're going to talk about. What are you talking about? I have no idea. I thought um, you don't have any, like a clue? No. A direction? No. It's Mark Wilson. Well, I thought maybe something, like, hey, there's a thing in the news. We no, should, no. Uh, it's only Tuesday. We should talk about it. Well, yeah. We'll see what happens between now and I'll call him Friday morning and say, what do you want to talk about? Is that how the pros do it? Yeah. That's how you guys used to do it, wasn't it? Well, but that was like, was like a daily, you know, what happened today or last night. Yeah. Versus, yeah. you know, you have a prepared show. Oh, really? Yeah, you're supposed to work. Like now. Yeah. Like now. Uh, Molly Clark, speaking of Cal Poly Arts, Molly Clark from Cal Poly Arts is going to be with us on Monday. We'll talk about upcoming shows and maybe give away some free tickets. And then a segment I'm really looking forward to. Looks like on Thursday, February 2nd, we're going to have Clinton County Pierce come in here. I've always, for the longest time, I've, I've wanted those two to be in here, and 
I've never gotten around to inviting them. Of course, uh, with Connie, we want to talk about the Madonna Inn and how things are going at the Madonna Inn. And uh, Clint can certainly talk about the Madonna Inn, but I know he has a certain passion for rodeo. Uh, no real agenda with Connie and Clint. I just want to do more just bringing in special people in the community. Um, so we'll do that. And then we'll see. All right, we got 10 minutes. What else oh. we got here? Alan, are you listening? Call in, will you, Alan? Yeah. Give us some science facts. Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't the phones work in Mississippi? Mm. Well, we can uh, talk about how the last hour of the show is going with the new, uh, the new way that it's been formatted. How do you think it's going? Uh, I think it's going good because it gives people an opportunity to hear shows that maybe they've heard once and they'd like to, you know, touch on that subject again. Uh, matter of fact, the uh, show we have come up the six o'clock tonight. You were very excited about. Oh, this this interview with Jim Gregory is uh, is one of the best of all time. Yeah, and in fact, when I edit for the uh, final segment, I usually just zip through it, listen for phone call, or when you throw out the phone number, I, I erase that because I don't want people trying to call in. But I just kind of buzz through it and get it loaded. That one I kept listening to. He, he's going to take common phrases. And he's going to trace the origin of common phrases. Yeah, son of a gun. That was a really interesting origin story. Uh, poop deck is <laughs> another interesting story. There were so many interesting uh, ways that words and phrases came to be and that I kept listening to that segment. And if you know you got me listening to it while I'm editing, you know it's really, really compelling. Money in the bank. Yeah. Uh, the Jim Gregory segment at 6.05 is a throwback to my all-time favorite segment in 31 years on this show and that would be the language meisters the late great bob hewitt and uh, john battenberg both cal poly english professors would come on and talk about pronunciation and grammar and we'd give them two hours and i'd sit there craig and i'd be grinning from ear to ear because i knew at the time we were the only talk show in the entire country at the time talking about grammar and the phones would just explode because everybody had their pet peeve challenge anyway let's take a call rick is riding to the rescue on kvec hey rick hi there hey how are you i'm doing good how about you guys oh, we're okay nice All right. to, nice to hey, know your uh, phone is working I, I, pardon nice to know your phone is working uh, well, I've got a nice old-fashioned landline. All right, what's going on, Rick? <laughs> well, anyway, I thought of a show that might be kind of interesting and informative. All right. Well, anyway, Stu Jenkins. Stu. Uh, uh, Stu Jenkins. Yeah, yeah. He has an ad about Proposition Nineteen and how he can help people along the lines with that. But anyway, I got a paper from the Howard Jarvis Tax Association. I don't know how they got my name, but they've been been uh, mailing me stuff, wanting money. So I finally sent them twenty dollars because they sent a paper. It's called Taxing Times and it told all about Proposition Nineteen. But I. I I think it'd, be, it'd sure be, oh, that could sure help a lot of people to to get somebody that really knows about Prop 19. Rick, if I sent you a piece of paper, would you send me 20 bucks? Get his address, Craig. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, my grandmother used to give a lot of money to the Howard Jarvis. Oh, yeah. When yeah. they first started to get Prop 13. And maybe they got my name through my grandma. You I, know, I want uh, Sue Jenkins in here. We have to talk about pet trust sometime. 
that's a, a topic of special interest to me. I wrote a book about pet trusts about 20 years ago. And what, I have, what's that? Uh, well, when you die, do you have any animals, Rick? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. So say say you had a dog and a cat, uh, and you die. Well, what happens to your dog and cat? Have you Have you taken any steps to protect them in case you don't come home tonight? And so what the responsible pet owner will do is set up a pet trust, which simply, like in my case, I could appoint Craig to be the caretaker of my cat, Oliver. So if I don't make it home tonight, I've I've got a trust set up that Craig Hill is going to be the executor of my cat trust, and he's going to take care of Oliver, and I'm going to leave him 500 bucks to cover cat food for Oliver. Yeah, that's a good that's well, sure a good idea. You would be amazed by how many people uh, die and their dogs and cats end up at animal services because they have not taken the time to prepare. And I got a whole book out of this. <laughs> it's a really yeah. big deal. And now attorneys like Stu Jenkins are coming on board and they're helping people set up pet trusts. So I need, I need to have men to talk about that, too. Yeah, that sounds like a good show. Yeah. All right, Rick. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate it very much. Is that five hundred a month or uh, like overall for the rest of the the cat's life? Uh, I don't know. Depends on what I have. <laughs> Paul's in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Paul. Hello, Dave. Hey, Paul. I I got an origin story for a, a weird phrase that people use all the time. You ever hear when someone says everything's hunky dory? Yeah, but I have no idea where it comes from. It's from the old sailors from way back in the day, because I guess there was a famous red light district in Tokyo called Hunky Dory. And so when the sailors would see each other and ask them how everything was, they'd say it's Hunky Dory, meaning very, very good. Craig, did you know that story? I did not. Hmm. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, and if you see, like, you know, I used to work on tugboats, and we had we always painted our decks red, and you know, it was just something that was traditional. And the reason why, I guess, most battleships, and even to today, they they paint uh, on on workboats and everything. They paint the decks, red. and the reason for that was back. Way back in the day when they would, you know, pirates and, and you know, the regular uh, navies, when they would have hand-to-hand combat, usually, on boats. You know, it, you, rarely did they sink the boat. They would try and knock down the sails and then uh, get on the boat, and they would fight with swords. And they would paint the decks red so that the blood wouldn't freak out the guys who were, who were trying to fight off the enemy. Because otherwise, if they saw this blood splattered all over the deck, they would it would kind of freak them out. But if the deck was painted red, then the blood would just blend in. Nor did I know that. I don't know. That one sounds more like a wives' tale. You don't believe that? I don't know. I can't recall well, seeing a, a ship with a red deck. Or worrying about sailors freaking out over blood. Well, that, yeah, you have to go. Uh, our tugboats, they were all, we had red decks. Right. And most of the most of the boats in the industry, we had red decks, and that's that's the story I heard. That's why we painted our decks red. I think it's because 
tugboat operators love pizzazz. <laughs> they love pizzazz? <laughs> they love pizzazz, and That's nothing it. is more pizzazz than a red deck than on a, red a tugboat. Deck. Yeah. Yeah, they well, you know that that sounds logical, Greg. Craig, because we tugboat operators did love pizzazz and bedazzle. Yes, we also were were fond of bedazzle. That's why those captains wear so, the bedazzled hats that say captain on them. Yeah, I used to put sequins on my beanie, so that was um, I, I definitely just. I'm not touching yeah. that. I'm not touching that one either. Yeah, we're not yeah. Gonna... <laughs> okay. right. Paul, I'll let you go. Thank you for bailing us out. I am so proud of this filter. Now, twice in the last half hour, I bit my tongue. Twenty years ago, I would have gone for the cheap joke. I am so proud of myself. I'm guessing we're not going to hear from Bobby Rush. So, uh, one last time, Voices of Mississippi is uh, coming to uh, Cal Poly Arts a week from tomorrow. At 7.30, it's a little bit of history, a little bit of music, a little bit of literature, all celebrating the South, particularly the state of Mississippi. Congratulations to Beverly. And, Craig, if you can email me her information, I'll get it to the powers that be. Will do. And calpolyarts.org is the website that you need for more information. Molly Clark will be with us Monday at 4 o'clock. Let me remind you as we wrap up this first hour that you should please, please, please be signing up for the KVC Daily Update presented by the Stolberg and Tatum Law Firm. By the way, I'm trying to get both of them on the show probably in February. They're busy. Um, Just please go to the website at 920kvc.com, sign up for the KVC Daily Update. Every weekday morning, we'll shoot you an email with Scott Taylor, local news headlines, weather forecast, and you want that this time of year, and our schedule for the day on Hometown Radio, so you will know in advance who's coming on the show, what time, and what the general topic is going to be. I can't guarantee that they're going to show up, but that's who's scheduled. Could this be any easier? Just go to 920kvc.com, sign up for the KVC Daily Update. One more way we all stay connected, and while you're at it, be sure to grab that KVEC app. And take us with you wherever you go. We are going to go to ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with time saver traffic and weather together. Gordon Mullen up next. Let's turn serious and talk about the recent mass shootings in California. And then we have a conversation with Michael Dunn about all things economy. We're live. We're local. You're listening to The Dave Congleton Show. Happy Tuesday. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.